I got I got one from Scripture. I I have shared it with Dan, so yeah, I'm going to share it again because it is funny. I mean, God is humorous. And if you hadn't found that in your Bible, I pray to God that uh, you'd find that when you open up your Bible because God has got a sense of humor. I mean, you look at a duck-billed platypus. I mean, you what, you think a duck and a beaver did what? I mean, I hate to say it like that, but let's just be real. Amen. You know, I, I didn't pervert that thing. You know what I mean? I mean, it made after his kind. God's funny. He's got a way to make people go, well, that didn't happen. You know what I mean? So, you're reading that scripture, amen. Uh, thank you for whoever chose that song. That is a very fitting song for this message, you know. Uh, if we go in His name. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, I don't know what's been on your heart lately, but what's been on my heart is just going and doing. Because being a hearer ain't enough in God's eyes. Faith cometh by hearing, but He, he wants you to go out there and do something right after you get done being saved. And that's what you find out when you start reading in the book of Jonah. Hey man, you're supposed to go out here to Nineveh and do something. Oh, I don't want to. Well then, here comes the storm. And we went through all that. So open your Bibles if you would, and I'm going to be quick. I mean, I just got, I got a one point. It's as simple as Jesus, God, and Bible. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to beat, beat it down, but, uh, you know, when you ask the Lord, you say, how in the world is all this? I mean, I'm getting ahead of my message, you know, but, uh, and the Lord answers you with a real simple answer. You're like, it's really that simple? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's that simple. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the simplicity of this book, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for, Lord, every time I've asked you a question, Lord, you've answered me in my heart, Lord, and just, uh, Lord, I thank you for just the confidence you give me in answering you with your book. And Lord, I thank you for this lesson in Jonah. Lord, thank you for just uh, using sinners, Lord, even though we've disobeyed you. Lord, thank you for just touching my heart. Bless everybody here in this time we have together to hear your word preached, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jonah chapter 3, and it says, And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Now, this is the second time Jonah... You know, God put him back into ministry. God never really took him out. Right? We try to think, oh, this guy was wrapped up in this, this guy was wrapped up in this. But Jonah says, no, God says, no, no, I told you to go do something. Now go do it. I didn't put you over here to do nothing. I told you to go over that city and preach up against it. And moreover, he says, and preach the preaching that I bid thee. And in that great city and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. And if you look over there in verse number four, it says, and Jonah began in the city and he said, and he cried. He go, you guys need to repent. No. He said, you know, y'all need to get right with the Lord. And he's going through a second day's journey and saying, look, if you don't start turning from your evil ways, God's going to give it to you. You better start turning to God. And he's crying. He's lifting up his voice like John the Baptist did out in the wilderness. He's crying out to preach the preaching that I bid unto thee. Wasn't this soft little, you know, y'all are doing so good. You know, you guys just keep on doing what you're doing. Jesus loves you. Yeah, he does. But he's also going to put his hand down on you and just mess things up and put a big storm in life. Wipe you out if you don't get right. So Jonah rose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh 
was the exceeding great city a three days journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. You know, it's, it's, it's this simple kind of. You know what Jonah did? He arose, he went, and he did. Told him, it's a, it's a deep thought. <laughs> it's really deep. And he read off the, the, this verse, and Jonah began to enter into the city and cried his, a day's journey, and, in, a day's, and he cried and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest, even of them to the least. Do you know what they did? They listened, obeyed, and they followed through with it. Jesus, God, Bible. For the word of the Lord came unto the Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and covered him, covered him with sackcloth and satin ashes. You know, that's what people mostly do. They just need to have a change of heart. Just that change of heart. Just from turning. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. You know what they did? They believed God. That's what it says. Verse number 5, So the people believed God. They believed. Then what they do? They repented. Then what they do? They cried unto the Lord. I said, <laughs> pretty shallow water here. But it's the greatest miracle ever recorded in a revival. The Word of God was proclaimed. It was published. And the people in the pets even got right. <laughs> I mean, it really is that simple. Verse number 9 and 10. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from His fierce anger that we perish not? And God saw their works that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that He said He would, said that He would do unto them, and He did it not. You know, the people repent. God repents. And God spares more than 120,000, according to verse number, chapter number four and verse 11. It says, And should I not spare Nineveh, that great city, where are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand, and also much cattle? And Jonah knows this. Jonah knows he's a great and merciful God. According to chapter 4 and verse 2, I mean, verse 1 and 2 says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly and he was very angry. He's angry because the people got right. I mean, what kind of preacher are you? You know, like people got right with God and now you're upset about it? You hate them that bad? I mean, you read this book and you're like, this doesn't even make sense to me, God. It doesn't even make sense. 
And I, and he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentest thee of the evil. Boy, that's a lot of good characteristics that God has. He's that merciful. He's been that merciful unto me time and time and time again. Amen. Can I get a witness right there? So I'm going through this, Brother Dennis. I mean, you got the greatest revival in the history of the Bible. Delivered from arguably the most worthless preacher in the Bible. Arguably. I mean, we can debate that. I'm more than happy to after the service. He hated Nineveh. Hated Nineveh. You know, and I started thinking, why, why did all this happen? You know, how was the biggest preaching miracle ever? How come it just involved this Jonah guy? Why, and then all these people out of Nineveh, they all get right. All these people repented. I said, how is this all possible? How, how is it like that, Lord? <laughs> I can only come up with one answer. You ready? It's a deep thought. It's really deep. It's deep. Because Jonah did what God said. And the people believed God. Told you, it's a deep thought. It's real deep. I was waiting for some big, huge... Doctrinal answer that stretches all the way out the front door of the church. <laughs> Sorry, you ain't going to get it. Because the answer is that simple. He believed God. He did what he was told to, even though it was the second time. And he just went and did it. The worthless preacher. The one that hated. I, and it displeased Jonah exceedingly that there would be somebody that go help the Ninevites. Like, what is wrong with you, buddy? And I started, you know, is, that, is it really that simple, Lord? And he goes, yeah. So I said, no, it can't be. So then I started looking at the other miracles. And they were like, and they believed the Lord. And Jesus told them to do something. They went and did it. I told you, deep waters here, people. I mean, Jonah depths, man. It's deep. I'll give you one last thought. It was kind of a funny one to me. And, and it's, we'll just go to Jesus' first miracle. Turn to John chapter 2. <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, it's funny. John chapter 2. The first miracle in the Bible of Jesus. Says in the third day there was a marriage in Cana. John chapter two and verse number one. In the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. So it's obvious here. That Mary knows who Jesus is. But these other people don't really know who Jesus is. They don't know He can perform these miracles. They don't know He can heal these people. They don't know a lot about Him. But Mom knows something about Jesus. And she's like, look, there's nothing here for these people to drink. Can you just, you know, they got no wine. Can you make it happen? And Jesus is like, what? Come on. You know, my time, my hour's not yet come. 
It's not time for this yet. It's not come, right? She just tells him that and, and she doesn't argue with him after that. She's like, all right, all right. She goes off a little bit. Then she says this. This is kind of one of those verses Dan kind of spoke about last Sunday. This kind of stood out to me. His mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, verse number five of John chapter two, whatsoever his mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Doctrinal statement right there. I mean, you solve a lot of problems right there in the church, a lot of problems in your life, a lot of problems in your heart, a lot of problems everywhere. If you just do what Jesus told you to do. But sometimes people, and this is different, I'm not even going to preach on this, but I don't like what he said to me. Or I don't like what she said to me. Or I don't know what, about them. Now, you ever think about that? I mean, the mom told him that. The mother came up and said, you know what? Hey, mom, Jesus' mom said, whatever he said, do it. Well, I don't want to do what Jesus' mom said. Some people be like that. You know, I look at the disciples and there's all there. And uh, feeding of the 5,000. Luke chapter 9 says all the 12 are all there. And it says, man, just bid these guys to go home. Get, get rid of them. I, just send them off, Lord. I don't want to feed them. I'm tired. I don't want to feed these people. Just send them off. And the Lord goes, he says this to prove them. He goes, well, you know, where's all the, where's all the food at? And so they find those two, five loaves and two fishes. And he goes, go make them sit down. You want us to go make 5,000 people sit down? You know, 5,000 people, 5,000 men. That's not including the women and the children that were probably there. Go make them sit down. And they have to go out and make these people sit down. Hey, you ought to sit down. Jesus is going to put I don't want to sit down. Well, then don't. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go. But he's going to make him do it. But what happens if they say, you know what, Lord, I don't want to do that. Even though they're tired. Oh, I'm saying a lot of problems get solved. Whatever he saith, do it. Be not doers of the word, or here and hearers only. You know what it says after there in that book of James? It says deceiving yourselves. That's what it says. That that I read that. I mean, says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Being doers. Whatever he saith, do it. He says that over there. when It goes through the Beatitudes over there in Mark. Then he ends up at that where they're building the house. I'm going to liken these people unto a, that hear and do are the ones that built, built their house upon a rock. And the ones that hear and didn't do anything, they're the ones that just stay in the sand. I mean, they never really clicked until then. I mean, maybe I should go out a little bit more. Maybe I should be a little doer. And I know Jesus has done it all. That's not what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus has done it all. Praise God. But maybe we just, whatever he saith, do it. Now comes the funny part in this story. <laughs> and I never really read it like this until a, a few weeks ago. 
In John chapter 2 and verse number 6, And there were set there six water pots of stone. Six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Now, do you know what these water pots were used for? These water pots were used for washing the people's hands and washing their feet before they went in. Just wait. I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> it's funny. So they, they, they get this, right? He says, you know what? <clears throat> and there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. And Jesus saying to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. <laughs> I like that. I started thinking about that too, you know. You, what you bring to the Lord in your vessel? What you've been filling yourself with before you come and approach the Lord? I'll stop there. Before you bring it to the Lord, you know, praying, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Or you just been filling it with the world all week and then blah, blah, blah. But they filled them up. It says, and Jesus said, and fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. And he saith to them, draw out now and bear it unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. So here they are. These guys, they see it, right? These water pots getting taken up. And they're like, wait a second. You want us to fill those water pots up that were over there that we was washing our hands and feet in? Jesus said, that's what I told you to do. You go fill those up. So all the disciples get up and they fill them up and they bring them back to the Lord. All right, we filled them up. All right, now take a cup out of that and go give it over to the governor of the feast. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean... It, that's what it says. That's, right. That's what it says. And if you read the next verse, it says, the governor didn't know, but the disciples did. <laughs> That's what it says. God's funny, all right? I don't know why he chose these vessels, but it sure is funny when the people try to say that the Lord turned it into alcoholic wine. Because you know the disciples was there and they were like, you want me to give this to the governor? <laughs> I mean, have you not read over there? And uh, Nehemiah, he was the cupbearer. I mean, he could have died, you know. No, I want you to take that cup and go give it to the governor. And they walked over and they said, look, Jesus wants you to have this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you want, and then, and there, I, all, this is how I imagine. I don't know how you all read your Bible. You know, I already told you, I read my, you know, I'm pro- I don't know if I'm looking too far into this thing, but I imagine they're just kind of standing back like, is he really going to drink the feet water? <laughs> and not only does he drink the hand and the feet water, but he goes, mm! and they're all, oh no, what's going to happen? This is the best fun I ever had in my life. <laughs> that's what he said. I'll read. That's not what he says. It's pretty close though. It's pretty close. That was the Mike Nemeth version. <laughs> it says in, in verse number nine, And when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew out the water knew, the governor 
nor of the feast called the bridegroom, the governor, nor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith them, Every man at the beginning doth set forth the good wine. And when the men have well drunk, and then which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. So for those of you who don't know, I mean, the good wine was set out at the beginning when everybody was there. That's that juice water. That's that juice, the new, the new wine, the good wine. And then after he says everything gets worse, that's the alcoholic stuff. Okay, they bring out that fermented garbage. Okay, Jesus didn't turn it into just for you who don't know. That's the, the context of it all. But God's funny. And here's this miracle that never even happened. If they had just not done it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there, you know, there's a part I can tell me, even me and Dan, you want us to give that guy, okay, I'll give the guy the feet water. <laughs> <laughs> but some of y'all will be like, I can't give him this guy that feet water. <laughs> like, you gotta give him feet water? <laughs> All right. And then he says, this is the best stuff. And you're like, what in the world? <laughs> you know what I mean? And they only knew. The servants knew. You know what? Miracles still happen. People still believe God. People still repent. And people still cry unto the Lord. People still get saved. But what are we doing? We're still listening, obeying, and doing. You know what? You can listen, obey, and laugh like we just did right there. But you're going to have to go out there and be a doer. It wasn't until Jonah just went out there, and I'm done with this thought, that he just arose, he went, and he did. It's that simple. Jesus, God, Bible, arise, go, do, believe, repent, cry. that simple like I said it wasn't going to be some deep thought today it's that simple and I'm done pastor you close in prayer